Hey listeners, Amanda here. Before we jump into today's episode, Brooke and I wanted to make sure we took a moment to thank everyone for the outpouring of support after our conversation in last week's episode about body image. This is something we will likely come back to again and again because we both feel very passionately about it. I also needed to clear up a big snafu, which is that in last week's episode, I was raving about Shay, the lovely man at White House Black Market, who helped me when I was in the midst of my body image crisis. Well, listeners, that lovely man is not named Shay. His name is Kyrie, Kai for short. I reached out to him personally to say sorry. That day was a blur, and I know Kai and all of his beauty forgives me. With that very important correction made, let's get to the show. Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hello. Hi, Amanda. Hi. How's it going? I'm good. Good. I don't have a hot beverage right now. Well. And I'm regretting that. Yeah. Do you need, do we need to take a break so we can go? <laughs> so we're going to take a, a break. Beverage. We'll see you in a minute. No. I know. I've got four, three beverages in front of me, so. But none of them are hot, right? Yeah, this one is. That one's still hot. Oh, brought... you put it in your thermos. I did. What's in there, Brooke? It's coffee with my um, oat milk caramel So creamer. you brought us the coffee from the Wa, and then you've got a backup That's there. That's my backup. On, not on ice, but on thermos on thermos because it was hot when I put it in there and I kept the thermos this is my cute new I know this is from the Tabitha Brown collection at Target so you know basically that showed up in my inbox and I was like it kind of matches your sweater right now I mean it's like it's my color palette it's the blues and the yellows and the greens it's a perfect size um and I needed like a new travel mug like my last one was getting a little icky yeah they do they do so I got this one and but I knew that I had almost, I also promised you a salted caramel latte from the Wa. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, mm, I feel like I need a backup. Yeah. So this was now that we've finished the latte. Right. Yeah. Um, I do feel like there is a matcha latte in my future and you, I did offer to make you one. I don't sense an enormous amount of enthusiasm for no, it. No, no. I, I think I've, if I make it extra sweet for you, yeah. maybe you would like it, but I, I don't feel confident. I've tried matcha lattes twice in my life and I was not impressed, Yeah, but you know, I like really sweet things. So I we're going to, we'll test it out I later. made one for my mom yesterday, not thinking that she would like it and she loved it. Really? But she do, does like green tea. Okay. 
So I'm in particular, I don't yeah. know. And it takes me a while to warm up to things. So yeah. we'll see. You used to not like coffee, Brooke. And look at you now. Look at me now. <laughs> I was like walking up to your house with like look at you all now. the cups. Look at me. I am a grown up. <laughs> Speaking of being a grown up who is going to get her photo organization ish together. Yeah, you are. We got some good feedback from that episode. Um, a few episodes ago, we talked about my photo conundrum, just being totally overwhelmed by photos. And I bet so many people can relate to this. Yeah. We got an email from a listener named Annie. She said, hi gals. I totally related to the photo collection conundrum. I read somewhere that each month you curate your photos for that month. Mm. And I followed that plan. So it doesn't get too far away from me. When I am implemented this, I would do the previous month plus all the years of that month. Yeah. So that by the end of the year, I had all my photos pared down. So that would be like me going back and curate or paring down December yes. from the last 11 years yeah, all at once. This. So it's a really good tip. And, you know, and she mentions maybe it's not going to work for me because I'm trying to do, you know, a yearly photo book at a time. But this might be something that like I try to implement and go go back once I've got 2022 photos under control. Yeah. Try to stay on top of doing the, the um, sorting through the 2023 photos as I go and then go back to like 2021, 2020. Right. So we'll, we're going to see how that goes. But I really appreciated that tip. Thank okay. You, I want to say something about that because you know my word of the year is structure. Yeah. And I have actually, since I attended that business planning pajama party, yes. I have put on my calendar that on the 30th of every month, I have these sort of recap and planning days. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking about on those days, what are all the things that I want to do? Like update my mileage tracker and send my invoices out and reconcile my QuickBooks. Wouldn't it be fun if I added on there like a monthly to-do that I would do on that fun planning day to go through my photos for that month? Fun planning day. Only, only make us it type fun. A. I'm going to make it fun. People can, no, but I mean like we do feel like that's fun. Yeah. That's like go to a line space, my cool, like treat myself to like a nice lunch. Yeah. A line space is a really cool co-working space. You're very, um, you've got like, you've got a good <sighs> so place good. to look forward to doing that type of thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Amanda, I also have some grievances and, you know, we had our airing of grievances episode before the holidays, but I have a real bone to pick with our friend Trader Joe. I might have to go personally kick Trader Joe's booty um, mm -hmm. because- He seems pretty stressed about it. It yeah. has been like month after month of discontinuing my favorite products mm -hmm. and I am not happy about it. Wow. Did you hear the change Did in that? Did you hear? I am not, I am not happy, happy about, about it. it. It's like my Liam Neeson now, voice. Now, how do you know, Brooke? So what are you doing? You're not finding it on the shelf. You're going to talking. You're going to talk to somebody and you're receiving the difficult news that, <sighs> that it is, in fact, not out of stock. It is discontinued. Discontinued. Anytime something is out of stock for a little while, I'm like, ugh. <sighs> Sometimes they come back into stock. Sometimes they're seasonal. But yes, I often will ask. The Trader Joe's people are in the know. Like they and they're preparing themselves for the the recoil. The, the, yeah, the disgruntled shopper that's yes. going to be like, where the f right are they? Oatmeal cranberry cookies. Well, because <laughs> speaking of which, okay. So let me go through the list here because if you 
are or were a fan of any of these products, I've got some hard news for you. If you didn't already know, we should have added like a trigger warning to this. The first one that really like actually affected me deep down in my soul. And I think I've maybe talked about this one, but I'm going to talk it about it, talk about it again. Cause okay. Graham, my son also loved this and we were like really upset. Island salsa. It was this amazing, like mango pineapple. Oh, like yeah. I loved it. It had a little bit of a kick. It had some yeah, peppers in it. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. It was so good. Like Graham and I used to like eat it by the spoonful almost. It was, it was probably an addiction. Maybe <laughs> Trader Joe's got, got wind of like how much we were reliant on this. Yeah. They noticed that there were like Island Salsa Anonymous groups yeah, popping But up. like my homemade nachos have never been the same mm. since they discontinued this. I did hear that there's maybe a dupe, which is what the cool kids call like a duplicate or a replacement uh-huh. that they sell at Wegmans, but I don't live super close to a Wegmans. So I'm going to, maybe this will be a 2023 goal is to track down this potential replacement and stock up on it. Cause I really miss it. I, I want to it. know, and I'm sure there are articles written about this. I want to know what the thought process is at Trader Joe's corporate for discontinuing. Is it well the, okay, you have some Intel. I have an answer. Okay. Yeah. Because I've gotten in like the deep conversations with some people that work there <laughs> and I'm like, listen, like I really am truly heartbroken over this. Continu- mm-hmm. discontinu- uh, this was also, this was probably discontinued almost a year ago and maybe not wow, even so that long, still but it was recovering. still kind of like yeah. in the post, you know, there was just certain things we looked forward to during COVID that like I got a little too reliant on certain experiences and products that I'm like, this is my joy right now. Trader, Trader Joe's Island salsa sparked a lot of joy. So apparently it's not that Trader Joe's is like, Oh, Brooke likes this. We're just going to take it off the shelf. No, I didn't really imagine that that was, yeah. They're not totally like calling me, but they, a lot of distributors are going out of business. So Trader Joe's is not like, they do not have one like Trader Joe manufacturer that is doing all of these things. They've got different co-packers and things. So apparently whoever was the distributor or the co-packer for Island Salsa went out of business. So So it's not that it's not a popular item. It's that there's a supply chain issue. It could be either or, but for Island Salsa, word is that it was the distributor. Um, But I'm going to go through this list, Amanda, because it's growing. I am growing concerned because at this point, it's like all of my favorites are gradually being removed from the shelves. Just Grilled Chicken, which was a frozen grilled chicken strip that I used to keep in my freezer at all times, put on my salad. Your lunch salads. Brooke eats literally the same salad every day. Well, I haven't in a while because it's like, this was just, it was part of my routine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (gasps) Getting upset all over again. Uh Sorry, take a deep breath. She just looked at me like, what was that sound? She's like, that's not the sweet Brooke I know. It's not. (laughs) So they discontinued that and they still have like a fresh grilled chicken that you can get, but it's a little bit more expensive. Expensive, then I have to, you know, separate it and put it in the freezer. I don't want to do that, Trader Joe. That's friction. It's friction. <sighs> Dunkers, you know how I loved those. You, you mentioned the cranberry, um, which I made up. Oh, well, no, they, it was the cranberry oatmeal Dunkers. Oh, I made that up. No. Oh, <laughs> they have discontinued my favorite cookie. Also, my kids loved it. Now, as of last week, Nick came home and delivered this Uh-oh. very disappointing news. My butternut squash soup. Brooke, that's a staple. It is such a staple. Why would they? Where would that? They don't even have the organic version. So like, what is going on, Joe? And listen, this better not be discontinued because then I'm really going to have to like 
be the Karen that goes to corporate and be like, what, I, what have you been doing, Joe? But the last week or so, they've been out of our mini meatballs, the mini frozen meatballs that are like the oh, perfect, the party ones, the party ones uh-huh. that are great for when my daughter's a little particular. She always liked those and they're quick to reheat because they're small. And so the heat is, you know, evenly yeah, yeah, distributed. Yeah. Those have not been in stock either. Well, you know what that usually means, bro. I do know what it usually means, Amanda, and I'm unhappy about it. So I feel like those guys see you coming. They see you coming and they're like, oh my God. Honestly, I'm afraid somebody's going to have to break it to her about the meatballs. My hummus, my my pork tenderloin, I've got the staples. I'm a creature of habit, Joe. (sighs) Deep breaths. I didn't mean to get so (laughs) But it's like. You're going to need an emergency therapy appointment today just to kind of process all the emotion around that. I got to call Susanna. Anyway. But like it's it's thrown a wrench into my meal planning yes. because I did have my lunches on lockdown. Right. I did like mini meatballs were like a standard mon- Monday night thing with you know spaghetti because Paige and I get home a little late. We get home around dinner time from her acro classes on Monday night, and like I want Nick to have dinner kind of ready to go because she's famished. You know, famished, famished. <laughs> So I think it's also very important to state the context of Trader Joe's in your life, which is that you live in walking distance of mere, Trader Joe's. Mere blocks. Mere yes. blocks. And so Trader Joe's is a very frictionless choice right. for you in terms of getting groceries. It is our go-to when we're out of bananas and apples and we need Correct. a quick pepper, you know, green pepper for this dinner, or we need we get all of our bread there and the bagels. So we get a lot of our staples from Trader Joe's because of the convenience yes. factor. So um, some wrenches yeah. have been thrown. Wrenches have been thrown. Yeah, we're actually going to talk about meal planning in a whole nother episode yeah, because, again, because we talked about it in episode five and we want to revisit it because, yeah, I'm I'm getting some hitches in my giddy up with the um, old meal planning too. You know, hitches I've been doing hitches in my giddy up because, you know, I was doing the Martha Stewart box and they were just getting a little bit expensive, you know, so... I think either A, I need to, this is a whole nother episode. Right. So I'm going to say one more sentence. Okay. Say it. And then I have something to add. Either A, I need to just stick with the boxes because those are working for me. Mm -hmm. Or I need to go with a much, much simpler option, which is basically like a frozen bag of Trader Joe's risotto with some chicken on the side. I do you love see what their I'm saying? asparagus risotto. Right. Don't so, discontinue it. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. They might hear you. Junie's like, up. I was like, oh, that was Yeah. Junie's really like, this isn't the brook I know. Yeah. Um, okay. So yes, we definitely, we had like a meal planning episode very early on in the life of our show here. Mm-hmm. We're coming up on a year. And so I think it's time to revisit like where we both are with that. So I think we would both love to hear from our listeners. Like, what are you doing right now to streamline meal planning, to make your life easier, to take out the friction, to, um, you know, just create some routine without making mealtime like a blah kind of redundant thing. So yeah, listeners, tell us what's going on with you. Tell us your tips. Tell us your pain points and we'll include them in a future episode. Okay. Oh my god, I'm exhausted. I just like my heart rate. <laughs> so mad at Joe. Yeah. So mad. I know. Anyway. It's okay. Okay, let's take a break. Take I'm a gonna break. catch my breath here. <laughs> and we'll be I back. might make a matcha latte. Okay, let's do it. All right, we'll be back. 
You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show. We are back. We're back. And today we're talking about a big one that I feel like has been on the the topics list for a while. And I'm feeling like it's particularly relevant right now because I just finished listening to the audio book of The Book of Boundaries Mm -hmm. by Melissa Urban. Mm -hmm. I've also in the past read Set Boundaries, Find Peace. Is that what it's called? Yes. By Nedra Glover Tawab, um, who I think I've quoted before, and and I believe you recently read that. So I, I just I feel like it's a good time. We're still at the beginning of the year. We've still um, we all still need some reminders to both set boundaries in our lives, personally, professionally, and boundaries with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of wanted to take it back a little bit when I first designed the Balance Bound Planner, you know, the goal was really to just, it was for myself initially. It wasn't to sell to other people when it was just an idea in my head. And the goal was to divide, be able to divide my to-dos based on the different roles I play. Yes. And I eventually broke it down into these four broad sections because, you know, I felt like they were broad enough that they would work for any phase of my life, but it was work, self, others and home. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons I did that was because I realized I wasn't taking care of myself and I needed to build in time for self-care, even though I kind of still don't love that term and I'm whatever. There's just not a a better self-maintenance, health, whatever, Mm -hmm. wellness. Mm -hmm. It all feels very commodified, which is whatever. There's no way around that. But basically a result was that I found that it very clearly and visually showed me that what I truly needed were boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you might notice that there's a little play on words there. Balance. Bound. We're giving ourselves. (laughs) If only there were cameras on us right now. Like the look we're giving you. Balance. Bound. Get it. Get it. Boundary. So, yeah, just, you know, kind of wanted to remind our listeners um, especially if there are others out there who have trouble setting boundaries, that these are two really, really good books that I personally recommend. Mm-hmm. You haven't read the book of boundaries yet, but I would love for you to for you to read it soon because there was lots of there was lots of overlap overlapping nuggets of wisdom between both books. I read Nedra Glover Tawab's book a year or so ago. Yes. And I just finished listening to the Book of Boundaries by Melissa Urban Who's um, the founder today. Of Role, Whole Thirty, correct? She's mm-hmm. co-founder of Whole Thirty. She is known on Instagram as like the Boundaries Lady because she does a lot of these quick little snippets that are just really great reminders of how to set boundaries and say no without over-explaining. Um, yes, and I'll say that Ned- Nedra Glover Tawab just came out with a new book. I think in response to the fact that her other book about boundaries. Boundaries. There was a section about family, but she just got an overwhelming response that people wanted to talk, wanted mm. so many more tools about family. So she has a new book that's called Drama Free, A Guide to Managing 
unhealthy family relationships. Oh my, okay. So that one is very focused on family and I'm excited to read that one. Okay. Well, one of the quotes that stuck out when I read her book last year, like I said, whenever that was, irrelevant, um, was <laughs> your boundaries are a reflection of how willing you are to advocate for the life that you want. Mm. And I think that's so important because I know that when I start to feel like my plate is super full and I am approaching burnout, a lot of times it's because I've just been saying yes too much to yeah. others, to little things, to big things, to myself, yeah. to my television that is wooing me at night to keep watching that next episode. You know how Netflix just really gets you. Would you like, are you still here? Yes, I'm still here. Would you like to watch this next episode automatically in 10 seconds? Yes, I would. So, you know, setting boundaries to advocate for the life that you want is something that I am really, I'm reminding myself on the daily. I have an unhealthy boundary with social media and it's really hard when it feels like it is a huge part of my business. And yet I do not need to be constantly checking it. And I've tried to be that person that only checks in the morning and only checks at scheduled times. And it just, it hasn't worked for me. So, well, because they are absolutely 100% designed to do exactly that. 100%. Like that book that I mentioned recently, Indistractable, yeah. um, the same author wrote another book that is called Hooked. And mm -hmm. this book, it, they call it like the little yellow book, Is a, it lives in every Silicon Valley CEOs because it's basically how to create addictive products. Mm. So They've those, done it. <laughs> they have absolutely 100% used psychology to keep you completely yeah. addicted. There was a tip I used a couple of years ago that actually our friend Tiffany Hahn, who we both took her course years ago, um, she has a new course out right now. Oh God. That we'll have to link to. Amanda, sorry to, yeah, not, oh God, like, ugh, another course, like, oh God, oh, you're going to get sucked. <laughs> Great. I need to have, I love you know, Tiffany, like, but... in those convenience stores where they have like a picture of somebody like, don't sell to this woman because she's going to write bad checks or whatever. Like, <laughs> I feel like anybody that has a course right now should have my picture. Like, please don't let me take another course because I do love Tiffany Han. And if I hear that she has another exciting course, I'll freaking take it. And I don't have time for that right now, Brooke. I need to set the boundaries. Okay. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with Tiffany's course. Let's no. just be clear about that. It's just that you it are is, easily wooed by courses. To take it. Courses are to you what Instagram <laughs> is to me. One tip though that, sorry, I'm chewing. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I forgot I was recording recording a podcast. Okay, I'm just, just gonna chew. You can't Wait, am I still sitting sitting on my protein bar? I <laughs> Okay, so the quick segue, guys. <laughs> we have these bars that are called perfect bars that I absolutely love, but they go in the refrigerator and they're always hard when they come out of the refrigerator. <laughs> so I just got Brooke one and I said, if you want to soften it up, you can sit on it. And she looked at me like or I thought it was like a <laughs> metaphor for like, you can let that sit for a while, no, but, but you physically meant <laughs> sit on your protein bar so it warms up. So, I was like, no, thank you. So Brooke decided not to sit on her protein bar, but I opted to sit on my protein bar. And I just realized as you were chewing that like, I'm still sitting on it. Wow. And now it is exceedingly soft. <laughs> 
here we are. Where did we, how did we get here? What were you saying before you were? I don't know. (laughs) Boundaries. Oh, Tiffany Hahn. Yeah. Love her. Amanda's not allowed to take her course, but you should. Anyway, she had this tip years ago. I think this was from her that like, if you're looking for a quick way to tell yourself not to look at your phone, okay, at least on the Apple iPhone, if you hit the home button three times, like the the home button the on the right button. on the side, uh-huh. um, it turns your screen black and white. So, and then you just do it three times again to turn it back to color. What? So for me, this is a really incredible visual reminder that like, yes, if I, if I am out somewhere and I need, if I'm waiting in line for like to return something at Target and I want to do a quick email check, I haven't deleted the app. I haven't, I'm, I'm not one for those yeah. extremes. Like I'm deleting the app off my phone. Cause like, that well, does create a lot of friction. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just more work when I have to re- reinstall it. And for Instagram in particular, it's like, I manage several different accounts. It's like, no, that's not helping me. But making my screen black and white is a great boundary for me to visually remind myself, nope, you don't need to be looking at that right now. If I need to see if there is a comment on my latest post so I can engage because that is part of my world as an entrepreneur, I can do that, but I don't need to get sucked into the colorful, beautiful feed. So the black and white is a signal that don't forget you've only logged in right now to do this one specific thing and don't go down the rabbit hole. It's indicating to you that this is not your browsing scrolling time. Right. It's, it's making the the Instagram scroll less attractive. So maybe it wasn't Tiffany that taught us that, or maybe you just didn't remember. It might've been. Um, anyway, I'm crediting her. And so this is a great way to set some limits with yourself. But another Nedra Glover Tawab had said, setting limits with yourself is a conscious act that will make your life easier. Rules seem restrictive, but when you create them, you can include nuance. So I feel like that's where this is for me, where some people just take the apps off their phone entirely. That's, I needed a little bit more nuance and flexibility for my life and my needs and my business. Um, so I don't know. Amanda, what are you thinking right now? I mean, I, I tend to be the type of person that I'm a, I'm a figure out person. Mm-hmm. Like I can figure that out. I can figure that out. Sure. I can do that. I can do that. I can do Everything's that. I can do figure that. Outable. Everything's figure outable, which is the book by Marie Forleo, who I love. So many book recommendations I, in this episode. Can we just quit our jobs and read books all day? Oh, God, that's the dream. Right? Yeah. Continue. Any, yeah. So, um, that should be no problem. That should be no problem. And then I find myself you know, like, ugh, what have I gotten myself into? For example, today, typically Brooke and I batch record three podcast episodes at a time because that's what we can comfortably do, you know, in a day and have a lot of fun and still stay fresh. But Isabel has now basketball practice on Wednesday nights. So used to, I would edit the podcast on Wednesday night and then it would go live on Thursday morning and that was no problem. But the past couple of weeks since basketball, I have found myself feeling resentful about it because it's like nine o'clock and I'm sitting at my computer trying to edit the podcast. So for example, today I said to Brooke, how about we just record two episodes and then I can actually edit the first episode while while we are sitting here. So that's just an example of like a boundary because what are you going to say? No, Amanda, unfortunately we do need to record three episodes. Right. You're like, of course. Right. Yes. No pushback from me. Let's do that. And I think, you know, especially I will say uh, Melissa Urban uses some amazing examples in the book of boundaries that give you pointers for when there is pushback, but 
the majority of the time with things like that, like you're not going to get pushback from a reasonable person. A lot of the pushback that she talks about is like from family members when you're setting boundaries, maybe for holidays and, and things like that. So, you know, I think we're talking about this category very broadly, but you can make it work for whatever predicaments in your life you feel require some boundaries. And so that was an easy one for you to say, you know what? Three episodes is too much today. Let's build out this time together to include that editing time. So then you're not left on like Wednesday night scattering to make the edits and send it to me and like all that, all that stuff that we do. Um, but I think a lot of things like you didn't go too far into over explaining that. I mean, you gave me an explanation but I think I'm going to read another quote because, you know, I love my quotables. Yeah. But something that I bookmarked in Melissa Urban's book um, that we talk about a lot in this podcast, and I am a recovering people pleaser, but she says, women have been conditioned to see selflessness as a virtue and to require a damn good reason and often approval to ask for anything for ourselves. And you and I have such a relationship that like, you barely needed to give me an explanation. You just need to say, I only want to record two today. And I I'd say fine, like mm-hmm. whatever. But I think any times that we feel burnt out or resentful or overworked, it's such an opportunity to step back and say, is this feeling of overwhelm or burnout or resentment because I didn't set boundaries yeah. that could have made yes. my life easier? And I will say that I was listening to her book and some, I was like, yeah, this is like a forced four out of five star read for me. But then the very last, and I did skip one chapter that I think was about like having small kids and I'm like, I'm past, you know, like the baby, the baby years. Yes. Yeah. It's like, right. I'm still going to gain plenty of knowledge from the rest of the book. But the very last section, she has an example of like, a single day or a single week Mm. that she shows how she did set boundaries and how it was fairly uneventful and there was no pushback. And then she reframes that day, how it could have or likely would have looked had she not set those boundaries. Mm. And it was full of exhaustion and resentment and miscommunication and so many things that like that bumped it up to 4.5 or five stars for me because – I think a lot of us need those tangible ex- examples that setting boundaries isn't just about really tricky family situations or, you know, really intrusive work, like a boss who texts you after hours. Like, it doesn't have to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. It can be, we can be s- setting little boundaries in our lives that create so much more of that white space and margins that we don't even realize how much it's how much of that white space and margin it's creating for us until we look back at it and say what if i had said yes to that thing right. or you know what if i bent over backwards to accommodate someone else's schedule when it meant changing mine in a way that it totally messed up my day so if you get an opportunity to read this book or even if you only have a little time and you can jump ahead to that last section i found that really really powerful because i think mm. some of us don't even realize we need 
boundaries. Oh yeah. Because I mean, even if you think about it, like even just in a day, if you get 15 minutes that you would have been doing something for somebody else or something you said yes to, and instead you make yourself a matcha latte, you sit down and you read a book, how restorative is that 15 minutes compared to doing this other thing that you said that you were going to do? One of the things that I feel like, you know, yes, I teach clients to declutter and organize, but I really teach them how to say no. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times with, for example, with my clients, they will have very generous family members who are always giving hand-me-downs or giving gifts, like how to have those more challenging conversations with, I love how generous you are, but instead of dropping off six garbage bags full of clothing on my front step, Mm -hmm. do you mind if I just come over and pick out a couple of things that Jimmy might like? And it's an awkward conversation, but you know, otherwise you're going to be like a new mom with three toddlers running around and six garbage bags on your front step. Well, and I feel like it could be an awkward conversation, but if that's truly someone who understands you and is on your side as like a human being who has boundaries it shouldn't really be an awkward conversation. And so sometimes setting those boundaries opens your eyes to, is this person in my life for the right reasons? Is this person someone that I need to have some harder conversations with in general about how our relationship works and the give and take? And yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I found... um, I love the idea of being proactive versus reactive. And I think so much of the work that you do with your clients is being proactive about, you know, creating space in their closets or wherever it is so that then they're not reactive when their closet is overflowing and they're overwhelmed because they have an event and they can't find this thing or that, or they hate all their clothes because they haven't curated them their closet in a while. And yeah. so just the idea of being proactive with boundaries and creating that space, um, I know has changed my life. Yeah. And and yet I need more. <laughs> like I, I I'm at a place where I am really looking at some friction that maybe I didn't look at as friction. I'm just, I'm, I'm in a very reflective time right mm. now. There's I my like, voice getting deeper <laughs> again. <laughs> I feel like for me, the easiest thing that always works for me, but that I always forget to use it is that whole, is it a hell yes? Yeah. And if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. You know, I mean, I think if you can do that, that'll cut out 50% of the problems. Mm-hmm. Um, even like, you know, the day after TEDx, we had spent the night actually in Camden and we were thinking about going to the Camden Aquarium and I was exhausted and I could have gone and I could have trudged along and looked at sharks and blah, blah, blah. But I was like, this is not a hell yes. I need to be horizontal and, you know, so just... Because it's natural for me to be like, well, that should be fine. That should be fine. I'll just push through. Mm -hmm. I'll push through. It'll be nice. Uh, And I'm sure you would have had a nice day. But then you would have come home probably feeling more exhausted yeah, and like needed yet another day to recover. So it's like, yes, certain things 
typically will work out okay, but you have to think about the after effects. Right. It's also kind of like when that Netflix is counting down 10 more, 10 more seconds, next episode's coming up. Is this a hell yes? And I think if it's 11 o'clock at night, you can be honest with yourself and say, this is not a hell yes right now. Yeah. Or scrolling on Instagram. Like if, like, are you going to feel like after you you got done scrolling, I feel amazing. No, That was the most restorative Instagram scrolling session of all time. Of my life. Like I am so glad I just did that. I'm so glad that I spent 20 minutes doing that when I could have been writing my memoir, Amanda. I have honestly, I've been thinking about that because, you know, I've like have this idea of writing more. I don't know what my life story is. And I don't know that it's happening anytime soon, but I'm like, yeah, there's just, there's some, I need to set a lot of boundaries with myself this year because I need to look at like we've talked about how this is the first school year ever in 10, yeah. my 10 plus years they're of parenthood. in a full day. They're both in a full day at the same location. Our schedule is as easy as it's going to ever get. Correct. In two years, Graham is going to be in middle school. It's going to be a different school. There's going to yep. be different activities. I feel like I have this chance right now and I need to take advantage of it and make use of it. And that's not to say I need to burn myself out. I need to be working at all times. No, a lot of boundaries include me setting the boundary to like just simply relax. Yep. Like that's a boundary that I set with myself, but um, I need to definitely set some social media boundaries. I need to, you know, what would be cool. Sorry. No, go. you know, what would be cool. An app. Okay. So I have a couple of different things to say because your memoir, for example, <laughs> I talked in a recent episode about Jess Ekstrom, who I love, and she has an online journaling, um, uh, platform. Oh, I'm signed up for yeah, it. Have that I used, used to be it? called, but Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Just like I didn't do yoga for a year, whatever. It used to be called bright pages. Now it's called prompted, but she has these pathways that you can get on. That is like writing your book pathway Mm -hmm. and you could get a prompt every day. And I know you know this and you might never do this, but wouldn't it be cool if you, if there was an app that you could put on your phone that every time you're on Instagram for longer than five minutes, there would be a pop-up that would be a message from you to you that would say, Brooke wouldn't you rather write about your memoir right now. And then it would send you to bright page or prompted. And then because you can answer, cause you can answer that question in 10 minutes. Is this our million dollar idea or does this exist? I mean, tell us if it does, because I would love it if there was mm. some message that said, Brooke, you're not supposed to be on Instagram. Go to do a, bro- a journal entry. Instead. Yeah. Cause I know that there's apps that you know, limit, limit time, but like an actual note to yourself from yourself. Interesting. Would you try that though, Brooke? Would you try to maybe do a little bit of journaling in the prompted about your memoir? Yeah. I think I just need to start writing. (laughs) Right. And again, it it might not be my memoir. It might be, maybe my future book needs to be about how I have resisted boundaries for so long and I am a recovering people pleaser and there's, you know, things happening in my life that I'm like, wow, it is, it, this is my life. I'm the healthiest I'm ever going to be. I'm, you know, it's like, I'm not getting any younger, not by any means that I'm old, but you know what I mean? Like now is the time to take advantage of this, this life 
And so maybe, maybe this experiment will turn into my memoir. Memoir. <laughs> memoir. My self-help slash memoir. So interesting. A little something to report back on at some point. But <laughs> yeah. boundaries. Yeah. Talk to us. T- tell us what, what you guys are doing in terms of boundaries. What's hard? What trips you up? We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And also, if you have read either of these books, were there any other standouts that you are putting into practice? Are you someone like Amanda? who is an, an obliger and maybe relies on external accountability mm-hmm. to, to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. That was something else Melissa Urban says, um, you know. Yeah, because Melissa Urban's buddies with Gretchen Rubin, who I'm a huge fan of, obvious, oh, obvi. Yeah. Have we ever talked about how you had brunch with Gretchen Rubin? Uh, maybe. I can't remember. Well, I, should I say it again? Sure. Can you tell us how you had brunch with Gretchen Rubin? Yeah. I mean, as we talked about recently, I just, I'm kind of ballsy when it comes to reaching out to people that I, you know. Well, because the worst thing that can happen is you get a no. Right. Right? I mean, there's ways to put yourself out there. Right. I did the same thing with like Forever 35, our collaboration. Because I feel like people are so much more accessible these days. You can just send them a DM or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, But this was years ago at this, this point. Was this years was pre-COVID. Ago. Yeah. This was, um, we were both speaking at a conference for the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals in Texas. Mm-hmm. And she was the keynote spe- speaker and I was a workshop speaker and I was a huge fan of hers. And so I just reached out to her and said, hey, we're going to be at the same conference. Like you have to have breakfast. So can I take <laughs> you out to breakfast? And she said, that would be lovely. And so we had breakfast and I had to kind of sneak her out and do it outside of the hotel because I just knew that, you know, in that community, people, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we ended up having a lovely breakfast and I actually picked her brain about writing a book because at that time, Wharton had actually reached out to me and approached me about potentially writing a book with their publishing company, which didn't end up being the right fit. But um, yeah, she actually gave me like feedback on writing a book. And I've since emailed back and forth with her several times and run into her in other places. And it was like a little dream. Yeah, it is a little dream. And I think it's amazing that because you know her work and you know she is someone who is very in tune with boundaries, like she she could have very easily said no. Yes. Um, but you knew that she genuinely appreciated the offer and the invite yeah, and she was by not, herself right. at a conference and you have she to, she was have... not there out of resentment. Yeah. Right. So that's a nice little nudge tea to the old confidence. Yeah. I, that story. I need to reach back out to her because yeah, yeah I, I don't even not know if I've shared with her that we have a podcast. So. Well, if we ever start having guests on this podcast, she's on our dream podcast guest list. Oh yeah. Maybe she'll listen to this one. Yeah. All right, let's take a little uh, breaky poo. Yeah, and in the meantime, listeners, yeah, just give us give us your your input on boundaries. How are you doing? Do you need to read some of these books? Have you read these? Have you taken away any nuggets that we didn't mention? Let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, let us know. We'll be back. Okay, bye. Hey, listeners, Amanda here. One of the best ways to support this podcast is by leaving positive ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're on an iPhone, find that purple podcast app, search for Good Enough-ish, scroll down to the ratings and reviews sections to tap five stars and write your own review. You might even get a shout out on the show. Your support means so much and will help new listeners find us. Thanks so much. Now back to the show.
We are back. We're back. Why do we continue to sing? Did you know that I did theater too? No. Not in college, but I did it in high school. I mean, I did it in high school. I was Oliver. I was in, no, I was, I was not Oliver. I was in Oliver. I was in Oklahoma. And I think I was in Camelot. It's so funny that you mentioned Oliver because I had a song from Oliver stuck in my head yesterday randomly. Food, glorious food. Uh Yeah. Uh Please, miss my have some more. Yeah. Yeah. And I was the dying. I, I had like one line. This was because I had done chorus for years and years. So this one line was like, I think like my senior year, that was my one big break. It was a big break. And um, I was the old woman that, you know, part, you know, shared the, something about a locket, like as I was dying, like, don't forget to look at the locket. And I had to die on stage. Brilliant. Thank Where's you. The, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm sure everybody from Milford, Delaware remembers that moment. I'm sure. I was also as a crowning Oliver in middle been. school. Yeah. Um, yes, but we continue to sing though. No one has asked us to. Yeah. Okay. Brooke, I have to share a quick story about, um, a funny boundary story before we move on to what's sparking joy, which is that the tale of two Sarahs. So our friend Sarah Zero from Wellstruck actually recommended um, Nedra Glover Glover to Wab's book to me. Right. And so I texted her to say, oh my God, thank you so much. This book is amazing. Only to realize that I had texted Sarah Mackay, who is our other friend, um, who is a photographer, has done both of our photography and everything. And so then I said to her, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, wrong Sarah. And then she was like, okay, but what's the book? (laughs) She's like, I need more information. I told her what the book was and she was like, just ordered. (laughs) So sometimes you make a mistake with who you're texting and you spread the 40 something year old woman right now about a book about boundaries. And they're like, okay, I just got that. Well, and also how many Sarahs does every (laughs) woman our age know? Because I feel like that was a very popular name in the late seventies and early. So it was just really funny. She's like, no, what's the book? Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. Okay. So Brooke, what is sparking joy for you right now? Amanda, I have to... (laughs) I was saying it that long because I couldn't remember if it was your turn or my turn. That's okay. Um, So you know that several weeks ago, I was sick. I was sick for a solid two weeks. Mm -hmm. It was not COVID. I don't think it was the flu, though. I was never tested. Maybe I should have been before it got too late to really be able to do anything for it. Anywho... A season of respiratory illness. It is. Yes. And I was just run down and feeling terrible. And I had this horrible cough that I like could not catch my breath. And one night, you know, I was trying to find like all the the home solutions that I could. I got yeah. the vape, Vicks Vapo Rub and I went down the basement and I took a look at one of the humidifiers that was down there. And I was like, nope, no, nope. nope. Um, humidifiers, Mm-mm. man, I hate throwing stuff in a landfill, but like humidifiers yep. are just so hard to clean, yep. especially, I mean, it wasn't our best idea to keep it in our basement, which, you know, might be a little more damp. Anyway, I was like, I gotta, I gotta go to CVS yes. and just buy a new humidifier. Yes. Um, CVS is super close to us. I went up there with my mask on with all the other people who were super sick in the cold and flu aisle. It yep. was like, it was just, you know, whatever. I was desperate and of course all of like the $20 humidifiers were sold out. So I was like, just give me, give me what you got. Give me the top shelf. And give me whatever is available. So I found this humidifier and listen, might be just as good as any other humidifier, but it is sparking 
so much joy still. Mm. I don't know why I seem to forget every single year that, you know, this kind of dry air, when you have the heat going, it's cold outside, makes makes Mm -hmm. my skin particularly dry. And a humidifier is like one of the easiest things you can have that helps with the whole dry skin, dry air situation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was initially like, I cranked that, that, um, bad boy. that bad boy up to 11, you know, there's, there's not actually an 11, <laughs> um, but there's two settings. There's a delightful nightlight that mm-hmm. Paige enjoys. It is called the pure enrichment mist air ultrasonic cool mist humidifier. And it's quiet. It, it's just delightful. Yeah. I've been really pleased with this um, last minute purchase. Like I kind of thought anything left on the shelf at that point was going to be junk Yeah. because if nobody else had bought it during this sixth season, you know, I just didn't have high expectations, but I have been incredibly pleased with it. I love how quiet it is. It does not disrupt my sleep or make too many weird bubbling noises. And And it's a nice- It kind of has a nice little white noise sound to it though. It does. Very subtle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got a nice cool mist, which I feel like Back in the day, the humidifiers were more of a warm mist, which then we all learned that that can just be spreading more germs and yeah, create bacteria more moldy situations. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I'm still gonna have to keep her keep her clean. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've been really pleased with this Joyce Barking purchase. So we'll link to it in the show notes because yeah. it's it's available on I Amazon. Love that it's and 40 I love bucks. that you're using it not even like even beyond your cold. Like yeah. so, um, Isabel was really sick a few months ago and. Also, our old humidifier was not going to, you know, do the job. So I got a new one and Fernando asked me to get another one. So I was going to get two of these that I got for her, which I actually really love. It's called the VIX 3-in-1 Sleepy Time Humidifier. Mm. And it has different colors that you can choose for the nightlight, which Isabel really likes. But they didn't have two of those. So the other one that I got was the Pure. Oh, okay. And we really, really like it. Yeah. I also really like that the Sleepy Time Humidifier, the hole that you put the water in is very, very big. That's nice. So if I need to get in there, I can even imagine myself getting in there with one of those bottle brushes and really kind of scrubbing and cleaning out. They also say vinegar is really good for humidifiers because it cleans up that scale Mm -hmm. that you get on it. But yeah, we've been using it now. Like every single night, it's part of our routine. We change the dog's water bowl upstairs. We change our water by our bed and we put water in the humidifier and that's just part of the routine. Yeah. It's, it's which I've delegated such, to Fernando. Yeah. And there's nothing more annoying than like a humidifier that when you go to refill it, like I always refill mine in the bathroom sink upstairs and our old one used to like not quite yep. fit under this the faucet. So this one fits, but no it feels friction. no friction. It's delightful. Oh, and also the cord, um, yes, Brooke. comes out of the, yes. so the main Correct. whatever platform, not the part that you refill. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the yes. words, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it, you can take the cord out of it. So, so if you I don't do have to need to clean the whole that. thing with the wire and yes. everything. Yes. Cause our old one definitely, you know, we had like the turtle or the elephant or whatever from when our kids were little, yeah. but the cord was attached to it. You couldn't detach it. And so if you were trying to clean it, it just, yeah. The, too much the friction. Vix one does not, the cord does not detach. Okay. Well, so then maybe we won't know, link to that. I mean, I think there's other reasons to link to it, but okay. it's also not a cheap one. It's 39. I'm looking at it right now. Well, so is the pure one. Yeah. But honestly, for the amount of joy. <laughs> I it mean, is this. Oh, 
Oh, you know what's simple. nice about this fixed one too is that it has like a little thing where you can put a cartridge in, like a vape. They have things oh, called yeah. vapo packs. Right. So you can put in like a VIX car. I have no idea if they help or not, but they give, as a mom, when you have a sick kid and you're just trying to throw a kitchen sink at the problem, <laughs> putting a little VIX pod in there, yeah. I'm like, great, one more thing. Don't throw a kitchen sink at your baby. <laughs> That's just a little disclaimer. Yeah. Throwing kitchen not. sinks at the problem. That was not. a metaphor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just making sure. Yep. Cover our bases here. So yeah, that's what's sparking joy for me. Amanda, how are you doing your future self a favor? So as we've talked about several times on this podcast, I believe I probably have undiagnosed ADHD Mm -hmm. because tricks for people with ADHD keep working for me. Mm, Same. (laughs) I think, I feel like we both need to go on this journey. Yeah. So the tool that I want to talk about today are these closet dividers. Um, and I'm looking for the Amazon. Okay. So they are called on Amazon and we'll link to it. 12 blank white, large clothing, rod size dividers, adult or child closet, six by four inches. (laughs) Please search for that entire search term. (laughs) And it's basically like, if you can imagine at a store, on a rod. You know how like there'll be dividers that divide up like small, medium, large. It's kind of like this, but I have it divided up so that it'll say jackets, cardigans, long sleeve, short sleeve, because what I was finding was that I would reorganize my closet all the time and put short sleeve and long sleeve and cardigans and jackets and pants all together. But inevitably when I would put things away, I would never put them back where they were supposed to go. Okay. So this is forcing me to identify the long, this is forcing me to identify the long sleeve section or the short sleeve section. And it's making it a lot easier to get ready in the morning. Okay. Because if I'm going to wear a cardigan, then I'm looking for a short sleeve shirt to go underneath of it. Or if I'm going to wear it, and also the summer spring stuff is back in the corner and it just has a summer tab on it. And then, you know, so it's working for me. Good. Mm -hmm. I love this. Mm -hmm. Do you have a label maker? Did you make that label on yours? No, they came, it came with labels. Okay. I think they also came either with some blank ones that you could write on if you wanted to. I ended up using maybe half of the choices that were on there. Okay. I didn't need the rest of them, but it did come with the labels. Awesome. They're $14.99. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Well, that's a favor that I might do to myself too. Mm -hmm. Do for myself. Not do myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So that's it, Brooke. That's I don't even remember what we talked about. Boundaries. Warming your um your protein bar (laughs) under your seat. Just sit on your protein bar. (laughs) Can we name this episode? Just sitting on protein bars. I mean, I'd definitely kind of clickbait. I would want to know. I would want to know too. Yeah. Okay. It's still sort of smushed over there. It's not looking really appetizing. Oh, I I (laughs) ate mine while we were chatting. So hope you didn't hear too many chewing noises, but I just couldn't resist. These things are delightful. I only ever have them at your house, but perfect bar. These are the ones that have just I have to do the, the crinkly so you can hear. These it. are the ones that That's these like are ASMR called, right there. Yeah. <laughs> bar. I like the one better that has the chocolate chips in it. Oh, because well. it basically just tastes I mean, like you're yeah. eating a peanut butter blossom bar. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean chocolate chips added to anything is going to make it better. So yeah. Yeah. I make a, um, totally off topic. I make a really good banana bread or I think it's really good because I just put all the chocolate chips in it. Yeah. It's chocolate chip bread with some bananas. Basically. (laughs) The banana is just like the device for the chocolate chips to be added to. So anyway. Okay, Amanda. Lovely as always. Lovely as always. Bye guys. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.